everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 181. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Rama S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Hey, hey! Sound a little robotic that you're okay, Mako? I have a cold. Mm. Oh, that sucks. Well, it's a good thing you're not robotic. I'd have to see about get i uh, see about cashing in that warranty, huh? <laughs> you two are so pleasant. <laughs> we try, we try. Speaking of robots, have you seen that one uh, meme of the Jetsons floating around? Um, no. I've seen a couple of them. It's what? It's the one where George is changing Rosie to robot's battery. Oh, that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Proof that some people just have too much free time on their hands. Mm. Wow, I mean, it's mm, kind of low chat tonight, but I guess because Destiny is out, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, at least we don't have to worry about server maintenance. I guess those guys went off to play Destiny as well. <laughs> Please, I'm playing Phoenix Ride versus Professor Layton. Uh, Get on my level! Yeah, I would have that game if I actually had money. Get on your level. I'm playing a Lego a Lego movie video <clears throat> game. Get on my level, son. Did you just call it the Lego Bowl? No, I said the Lego movie video game. <laughs> we are live tonight, week of September 9th, 2014, on the VOG Network. Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Easterns. Replay Thursdays at 1. Check it out, interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network. There is an IRC link. You click on that, whatever your default chat client is, it'll bring you right into the chat room. Now, looking at the date, September 9th, uh, does anybody know what happened 15 years ago today? The Dreamcast dropped. Good, I'm not the only one who remembers. Oh, I remember all the on the ninth <laughs> of the ninth of the ninth commercials that were blowing up all over. Yeah, I got in so much trouble when I bought my Dreamcast because I actually went into my rent money to, to buy it. <laughs> Priorities! You damn right! Yeah. <laughs> I regret nothing. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Well, hey, it introduced us to Sonic Adventure. Come on. Tisk tisk tisk. Hey. Please, I was playing Garu Mark of the Wolves on every one of those I could find. It was that Psychic Force twenty twenty, uh Project Justice, and a few other Dreamcast titles. Then it got stolen, and then I was able to get it replaced again. Eh, people. A nervous some people. I know, right? And if we look in the chat room at at uh, live.vognetwork.com, Candy Jam tells us her birthday is this Friday. I'll be sure to send happy you a happy birthday. Yep, happy birthday. I'll be sure to send you a box of birthday punches. <clears throat> and Mako will probably send you a bottle of wine. 
Maybe, if she's generous. Um... It might be an empty bottle of wine. Oh, you're terrible! Ouch! You're what? I like my wine. You don't say. What? I like my wine. You don't want to share the wealth? Uh, I like my wine. Oh, God. This, no, if, 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 you know, mailing wine is difficult. Enjoying wine in the comfort of your home with friends, though, that is possible. Well, then you'll have to invite Candy Jam over. She has a cute, adorable corgi. Aw, corgi. Yep. How will your cats react to dogs? Um, they're fine with my dog. They beat that dog up. No. Pretty much. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, let's get the ball rolling here. Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, most of it was sitting on my ass because I couldn't get to work or my injury and whatnot. Mm. But thankfully, I was at my overpeak today, and he said that, yeah, I'm pretty much clear <clears> to return <throat> back to work on Thursday. Sweet. Yay. It has, it has to be Thursday because I have to talk to my uh, employer's own medical staff on Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is a bitch to uh, drive to because it's at least an hour away. Mm. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, oh, yeah, I know... My Emily's gonna get something through the state. I'm not gonna get it through my employer because I'm not full. I'm not full time. I'm only part time, right. so I don't get any kind of legit disability or workman's comp. But I got a nice pack of all the paperwork I gotta fill out, and the doctor has to fill out, and the employer has to fill out. Mm-hmm. And it was on the same day it arrived in the mail as I found the copies online and tried to print it myself, but I had some problem because. The printer ran out of paper, and we had to scramble to look through all these different unpacked bins that we have to try and find the uh, printer paper. See, at that point, I would have just gone to Rite Aid and been like, dropped $5 just to get the pack of paper. Yeah, but I didn't feel like getting up and uh, going out. Plus, it was already halfway printed. Eh, Point taken. But then, you know, know, that's how uh, karma is. Like, all right, I finally got it printed out. Here's your mail. And it's just the papers are just printed out. Fuck! <laughs> I can just picture you with that rage face, like no, 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 even better. Just like picture me opening up the envelope, seeing the papers there. It like freezes on me, looking at the paper for a little bit, and then camera pans up to a shot of the sky. Fuck! Something like that. Also, today, because I got some money in my account because of I actually worked for like two or three days before I got sidetracked, mm-hmm. I decided, okay, I'll go get Phoenix Wright versus Professor Layton. And I have been loving it so far. Awesome, awesome. So, yeah, that's how shit's been going for me. Cool. All right. <clears throat> Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? I've been sick. I couldn't tell. <laughs> um, for the most part, I've been trying to get the house ready for company this weekend, um, which in turn helps it to get ready for next weekend when everybody else comes over. For the annual retreat? Yep. 
But uh, yeah, I mean that's that's basically it. I've been working. I've been in bed most of the day today. But yeah, it, it's been a very boring week. There's stuff that was done that we will talk about later on in the show, though. Mm-hmm. Like Friday night Sailor Moon slumber party. Yes, yes, indeed. But yeah, that's that's basically it. It's been pretty boring. Alright. Well, my weekend day has been pretty interesting. Um, besides laundry, I actually went out and was social Saturday night. Didn't get home till about 6.45 in the morning. Woohoo. But here's the interesting part. As I'm leaving the party, there's this one girl there, drunk off her ass, broke her iPhone, could she didn't remember what stop she had to get to to get to her friend's house, so we pretty much sat in Penn Station till about 5 o'clock in the morning so she could sober up so she could get home, because I'm like, I ain't gonna leave you wandering your streets like this. Come on. That's a recipe for disaster. Yes, especially as she's walking around with a riding crop. Oh. Yeah, so... Wouldn't it have been better for her to stay wherever you guys were drinking? The party was over. It was not at somebody's house. Ah. Yeah. <clears throat> it was one of those types of parties, you know. Somebody else rents the spot, we all go, and they're like, oh, gotta help clean up and all that good shit, you know. Mm. Yeah. Um, also, <laughs> excuse me. And I, I remember, I, and um, I was coming in the house tonight, and I look at the front porch, and I see a package. And I generally know, 99% of the time, packages are for me. So I go over, and there's a package from the photo, from photo lab, and I'm like, what the hell did I buy? So I pick it up, and I bring it inside, and I'm looking at the box, and I'm like, oh, wait, now I remember. Um, about a few weeks ago, my awesome friend Tina did some artwork for Otakon and put in the, um, for the art, for the art auction, and she did this amazing, um, art of Sailor Venus, and I was like, if I was going to Otakon, I would bid on this. So, she has a red bubble store, she put it up there, found out about it, my first response was, shut up and take my money. <laughs> So now I have sitting on up against the wall to get it framed a nice 12 by 17 frame piece of art. I will probably most likely will post a copy of it on my Facebook page so other people can check it out because I thought it was awesome. I've seen it. Yeah. I the only thing that I dislike about it is her hand. I can understand that. I can. that I, it just it's it doesn't look anatomically correct at all mm. but I love the concept I love the line art I love Artemis on it it's really awesome yeah <clears throat> but the, the only thing that irks me is that hand you know me I'm very kind of sort of picky about my fan art and stuff like that so no you're not yes I am no you're not yes I if am. it has Venus on it you grab it no not really trust me I have passed over a few I've seen some of the stuff you like, and it, it it has Venus on it, and oh, you know, look, it's so amazing, and most of it is horrible. 
from an artist's standpoint. Since when were you an artist? I'm more of an artist than you are. Fuck. You're, you're wrong. You are so She's wrong. angry tonight, I think. I'm not angry. I'm just saying you have a preference for Venus art, and some of it is questionable. No. But it's just the same. I have a preference for Jupiter art, and I know some of it is questionable, even the stuff that I get from friends, and you have called me out on it. Yes, I have, because most of it is crap compared to the stuff that I share. Yeah. Oh. And... Let's I not go there. I don't have a whole lot of Sailor Mercury fan art, but mm. because I'm really discern- like really careful that what I have is like isn't immediately blasted as crap, and I'll be like, oh, I wasted my money on this. Hmm. I think the main thing you need to get is um is is Mer- is a is a Nintendo 3DS cover. It looks like Mercury's computer. Maybe might get one for the uh, new 3DS model that was announced recently. Oh. Don't even get me started on that thing. If I can still play my games on it, even the new ones that come out, I am not upgrading. Yeah. I don't use the 3D anyway, so the new 3D does not affect me one. One iota. It just it bugs me. You should just get the axe head uh, DS. <laughs> <clears throat> it just bothers me. Like the new 3DS is just designed for Smash Brothers. Mm. Whatever. Actually, wasn't it said that Smash Brothers is not using that new stuff? Probably not, because Smash Brothers does come out next week in Japan. So, but yeah, that was it's... my first initial thought, though, because I didn't no. know Smash Brothers was coming out next week in Japan. Yeah. Well, now I know. I know. I just have to battle. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, the only thing that's really going to help with is camera angle and stuff like that. And I think that they're going to basically allow you to use other buttons for camera angles if you don't have that old, if you don't have the new, the new machine. Hmm. Uh, that probably make, make the most amount of sense. Because, so. I mean, look at... They're basing it off of the older um, system controllers. One of them is based off of the uh, GameCube. And one of them is based off of the Super Nintendo, I think? The Famicom? Super Famicom. Yeah, yeah. So they have the colored face <clears throat> buttons. I mean, that yeah, alone makes so, me I mean, obviously, it. there are two different quote-unquote new systems coming out with two different buttons set up, so it's not like they're going to say, oh, hey, you know, you have to have this brand new one to play this game, but you have to have this brand new one to play this game. Yeah, they are. That's kind of broke-ass. Give it a... They already, uh, they already said a couple of games are going to be for the new Nintendo 3DS. Give it a year, all the software coming out will be for the new 3DS. But there are two new 3DSs, is what I'm saying. Regular and large. Yeah, but the buttons, the button workups are different for both of them. No, they're not. It's just the extra large version for people who yeah. like the extra large version or who need the uh, extra, the bigger screen to see. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't think that they're going to. I hope that they don't make it exclusive. Well, they did because... it. Well, they started doing it when the, when they released the DSi. 
Yeah, but the DSi was using, you know, a completely different internal system, too. The only thing different between the DS and the DSi that it was like you could go online with the DSi and it had better network capabilities. And, they, and that's when they started region locking. Assholes. <clears throat> but enough about that. We're not a gaming podcast. We're an anime pop culture uh, cosplay podcast. Or at least I but think we do we talk are. about some game stuff occasionally. Yeah, we do. So uh, let's go ahead and take our first break and just drop right down to some interesting stories that we got. Okay. You all right, Mako? Yep. Okay. We'll be back.
was a pretty good song but anywho here's an interesting story that popped up um, briefly and it's mm. kind of interesting I said my piece about it but it is what it is if you know like one of the big things that's popping up in anime conventions is formal balls Meanwhile, a lot of comic book conventions and sci-fi conventions have had them for longest. Now, it seems AWA has a formal black and white ball. I didn't go that year that I that I went because they wanted forty-five dollars, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh, you're funny." No. Yeah, that does seem a little extreme. Yeah, because to me. I've gone to conventions where you just, it's a formal and it's part of the ticket, you know? So I was like, hey, let's do this, you know? Uh-huh. So it seems that what AWA does, they really make it fancy, you know? Food and drink and stuff like that. So it seems that they've been changing the food, like the food and stuff around. And change it from like a full buffet to like little snacks and stuff. And some people got kind of pissy about it. And a friend of mine had mentioned, and this is her thoughts about the whole thing. Who feel she says to those who feel AWA is trying to rip them off, it's not the con's job to feed its attendees. Even con suites are disappearing because too many people are relying on it as their only means of food. If you can't afford to feed yourself, you can't go to a con, period. True. Hors d'oeuvres or finger foods. They're just a little nibble. I doubt anywhere on the tickets it says hot meal or dinner. Learn what words mean, kids. Fair enough. If being fed is your biggest concern, try spending that 35 to $45 on a real sit-down dinner with your friends. I know there are plenty of good, nice restaurants that wouldn't think twice if you walked in wearing fancy clothes. Grow the F up. Even if it is one of those casual dining places. My thing is, I mean, it's really nice that AWA is going this all out, but really, most anime conventions, the formal is no more than two hours. All you need is water, really. I don't see a point in setting up little finger foods and this or that. Especially if there's places to eat nearby, you know. 
inevitably the food won't be as good as the places nearby, too. True. And as uh, Serenity41088 says, the ball at Yomakon was free with the badge. Yeah, that is true. That's part of it. I mean, I understand why they're doing this, because if I'm not mistaken, AWA has it in a separate location where you have to pay for it. They have to rent it out. Or most conventions, they rent a part out. They You don't have to pay extra for it. I see that at comic conventions and so forth. That I do see. But I mean, you know... I would pay to go to a formal if I know for a fact, like, the portion of the money is going to some, like, like, charitable organization or something. That's just me. Meh. You don't say, Mandy. Sorry about that. Like you're really holding it against you. No, no, nobody's gonna. Oh, so you didn't realize that I was gone? We thought you. We thought you were being quiet and uh, listening and gathering information, like I usually do. Yeah, I thought you were just waiting, you know, to bide your time because of your throat. Uh, no, I was actually dropped from the call. I was dropped from the chat. Oh. Well, that explains why you're back in. I just didn't think twice about it. That usually happens to me too. Sometimes. <clears throat> oh I... no, the cat decided that uh, she was going to step all over everything, and I don't know how she did it, but she unplugged the modem. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to plug it back in, and then wait for everything to say, "Oh yeah, the internet's connected again." I got a pretty bad story like that too. Like this last week, we uh. My dad, my brother-in-law, and I put together a desk for a computer. Mm-hmm. It was just in the uh, parents' bedroom now, but we have all, everything in there: the computer, the monitor, the tower, the uh, printer, fax machine, all that. And yeah. we have, and the new modem we have is you know, everything all in one. We don't need the uh, little Linksys wire, like antenna thing. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Plug the phone line in. Plug the fax line in. Help. <clears throat> I don't know how the hell we did this, but we plugged the phone line, we plugged the uh, lines, the cords for the phone and the fax machine into the modem itself, plugged the phone line back into the phone, but for several days we couldn't make any faxes, which is which was bad because my dad had to uh, fax things away to his insurance company for all the uh, medicine he's on. Right. And we were... And I ended up being on the phone with both Brother and Verizon for like 15 minutes apiece on like two different phones. And I just look out of the corner of my eye and I'm thinking, uh, and it just dawns on me that, wait, the cord isn't actually plugged into the fax machine, is it? So, yeah, so all three of us like failed that spot check miserably for days on end. I just took, just found the fax line, the phone line for the fax, just clicked it right in and it was working again. I'm, and for like days, we were just like, oh god, are we that fucking stupid? As Dungeon Buster says, the power of modem cat. Mm-hmm. And then Mrs. 47 said, give the cat some of its cat weed and it'll be okay. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Not while I am on a call. <laughs> Not happening. Uh-uh. Why, the cat will spaz out and start like flipping out? Like My cat spazzes out when I'm at the computer as it is. If I give her catnip, she goes fucking bananas. <laughs> like its owner. Something like that. <laughs> I don't remember Mako-chan go, like, 
like flipping her shit after inhaling some catnip. Well, it wasn't all that potent. But <coughs> anywho. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, but that that does happen. Making simple mistakes like that that has happened to me, but it's a given. I thought we were, I was supposed to be smarter than that. Thing and the desk was giving us a whole shitload of trouble, so we were just glad to have the whole thing put together. Fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and get things started. Um, I'll go ahead and <coughs> jump on the first one. Is the U.S. finally ready for light novels? So we're not talking about the slumber party. Oh right, I totally missed that. Yeah, I, I I totally forgot about that. You know how I am. I just I I open up all the links. I just jump directly into the links. Sorry. Yeah, well, Oops. you need to actually open up Word or something and have your list right there and say, okay, this is next. But that's just it. I do have Word open. It's just that it's behind other windows. <clears throat> tisk tisk tisk. All right, Mako. Why don't you go ahead and start and talk about the se- the se- the Moonlight Slumber Party? So yeah, to promote the release of the dub of the original anime of Sailor Moon, Viz decided to have basically a release party, but it was in the form of a slumber party. Yep. So the episodes dropped at. Um, 8 p.m. Pacific time. At that same time, uh, the Viz group that is uh, responsible, I should say, for Sailor Moon and actually bringing it back to the U.S. and doing the dub and all of that, they basically had a huge party to promote it with trivia and you know write-ins and selfie taking and things like that yep so it was really really fun it was <clears throat> it was basically i mean watching people my age <laughs> <laughs> having a party and talking about sailor moon so that was kind of cool <laughs> The dub I am learning to like, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's I'm growing used to it, I guess. Uh, there are certain voices that I don't think I will ever agree with them doing on on the show, and I don't think I will ever get used to it. But some of their vocal choices were really, really good. True. I mean, I like Beryl's new voice. She's a little bit more sultry. I'm like, that's my boss bitch right there. I like basically the enemy voices. I am kind of okay with, you know, with Luna. It's taken me a long time to get used to it, mainly because I liked her little British lit in the original. That's how you tell a character was supposed to be intelligent and refined. Mm Mm-hmm. I can't get used to Umino. I just can't. And I've heard everyone had a moment of silence for uh, 
Naru's missing Brooklyn accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm in I'm also following in the chat room, you know, on Twitter. I'm following on Facebook and I'm following in the YouTube chat room where someone posted Bronx Molly is life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but oh. I mean it's it's if I decide to actually continue listening to the episodes that are dubbed, I don't know that I will get over Usagi's voice. It just doesn't sound right to me. And, I mean, you're talking to somebody that lived through the first dub and she had, what, like, 18 different voice actresses? Mm-hmm. That's kind of a lowball estimation, don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Every I... Every two or three weeks it changed. And as Nemesis47 says, hey, Bronx Molly's life is trending on Twitter. <laughs> well, that's the other thing that was really amusing about that night. Um, some of the things that were said in the episodes and then that were laughed about during the slumber party yeah. on uh, YouTube actually started trending on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> like, Usagi says to Mamoru, um, comments on his pants. Purple pleated pants! <laughs> and comments that they're purple pleated pants. <laughs> purple pleated pants started trending on Twitter. <laughs> Mamoru had some very odd fashion sense. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. I think so... everyone, like the green sports jacket, is what everyone usually remembers about him. Mm hmm. So, I mean, there are certain things, and I like that um, because it was only the first four episodes at that point. Yeah. And this past weekend, up to, I think, episode 23 dropped. Yes. For so you a limited get to time. hear more of the more of the characters, but yeah. I like the fact that they had the voice actors and actresses um, do little snippets, so that you could actually hear their voices. Because mm-hmm. some of them haven't really done anything that you would hear them in, or were background characters, so you'd have to really go searching the episodes to find that character. So, I. Just the voices alone, without the characters or anything like that. And then they did show the um, the uh, promotion sequence for the DVDs that has not been released yet. So you get to hear some of the voices with the character picture there. I really like the voice for Makoto, and I think it's I, I think it's fitting. Yes, sassy black woman. Yes, I'm telling you, they really need to do the intro and it says, have sassy black woman, Makoto Kino. I am but going. I, I'm I, going I, to miss Makoto's old attitude. voice. I can picture her going mm-hmm. and just rolling After her like neck. Like a long pause, or a, like someone says something. And like, I don't like Mercury's voice. I don't, I, I liked Ami's voice. If, I, I didn't. It. I didn't. I didn't really like it. I can live with Ray's voice, though. I didn't watch that episode. Yeah, I might pop that in later tonight. I, I didn't watch the episode. That was part of their uh, one of the secret things that they showed during the slumber party. Mm-hmm. Was the, I guess the the trailer 
right for them selling the DVDs, Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. So I did get to, you know, hear some of them together. And, you know, I, I do like Ray's voice. It's going to take a little bit of getting used to, but I like what they did. I, however, do not like Ami's voice. <clears throat> hmm. I mean, I didn't mind it. I mean, I got, after, you know, about 10 minutes of the first episode, I did get used to Usagi's new voice, you know, because I thought it, it was like a little bit too high pitched. But, you know, they were trying to match as accurate as possible to the original See, Japanese voice. My issue voices. with Plus, Usagi's voice. A crybaby and whiny and all that yeah. stuff. But my this- issue with Usagi's voice is I. I can't look at her and hear Usagi because she's played such a, you know, that voice is in a different anime and played such a, you know, such a big role in that anime. Mm -hmm. And that's where I first heard that voice. So I watch this and I'm like, wait, I'm not watching Bleach. Oh, wait. Yeah. No, never mind. The new adventures of Luna and Artemis. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Or as I like to call it, Mighty Morphin Sailor Senshi. <laughs> at least we got a bit. At least we got to hear a bit of Artemis's voice. How'd you think? How'd you like his voice? It's not bad. I mean, I like what I heard so far. So I think he can get into into it. You know, I'm not. I don't know what they were trying to do with his uh, old voice in the first dub. What, what I do you mean? Really can't really describe it. I can. It's like low and like kind of yeah. haughty at the same time. Yeah. One, that sound about right? Yeah. Now, one thing is for sure, <clears throat> and I know this has probably happened to most of us who watched the original dub. We're sitting here watching the redub, and we're expecting like the deep background music to pop in here and there. And I know, I noticed when I first watched the episode's fan sub, I'm like, some of this background music is kind of familiar, and I didn't realize that Deke had originally left in some of the original background music. Mm-hmm. They just threw yeah. in uh, extra stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. And I know, like, a p- bunch of uh, dubbers uh, put in a bunch of superfluous uh, background music, especially when they were tr- when the original intent was supposed to be, you know quiet and building up tension. Mm-hmm. Dragon Ball, on, like, the uh, first of a Dragon Ball Z and uh, the Yu-Gi-Oh dub by four kids was uh, especially bad with that. Yeah. It happens. But I'm probably, like I said, I'm, the one, I'm probably going to most likely watch the, the Makoto and Rei episodes probably tonight. Because I don't think Minako appears until like, after, like episode 35 or something like that. Yeah, I think I might just wait until those episodes are released, because then I can hear everybody together. Yeah, I'm just watching... Just hearing everybody, you know, one at a time, one at a time, one at a time. It's not, you know, I I can't really get a good feel for it. I'm going to wait until the episodes where you find out that Usagi is the Moon Princess. So everybody is there, everybody is talking, and I can see how everybody meshes together. How much you want to bet while somebody's watching the dub of this, someone's going, isn't she supposed to be called Serena? I'm telling you. I'm telling you this right now. You know what's going to happen. People are already already bitching that they didn't use the 
the sub original names. dubbed yeah the original sub names <clears throat> but still you know i'm ex- you know it's somebody i'm expecting that from somebody you yeah, know a, yeah a, br- a brunette and a brunette named Molly talking with a thick brooklyn accent only yeah. in japan <laughs> yeah i um there was something i was going to say and oh um, the other thing that I got from the uh, from them hosting, there will be a soundtrack. Nice. And they are in the works to get some of the original dubbed uh, music. Ooh. I'm guessing because they had the one singer at... Uh, what was it? Um, I, I forget her name. Yeah, she she does the Hot Pockets <clears throat> commercials, her. Yeah. I know who you're yeah. talking about. Um, but because they brought her back and she was singing, she sang the opening song and she did sing some of the some of the extras that were in the episodes. I'm going to assume that they're in talks with her. I'm guessing because she still, she sang them. I don't know if she wrote them, but she sang them. She might have some rights to them. Mm-hmm. And they might be able to actually do something with that. So I think if they can get some of those songs back, whether or not they're in the episodes or not, would be kind of awesome. Yeah. But, you know, but I, I don't think people realize, I think the actual original dub, I think Disney is sitting on that because Disney bought Deke Enterprises. So, that's where the rights ended up. Maybe I think that license has expired by now. Yeah, yeah, I think Disney had an expired. Went back to Toei because I mm-hmm. I totally forgot that ADV actually released the original like sixty five plus episodes on DVD. I didn't even realize that. That I think that happened like right around before they before they were no more, and then all you saw were the uh, Pioneer S and Supers uh, DVDs, heavily mm. edited. But you know, <clears throat> yeah. And the person that did her uh, did the singing for for Sailor Moon is Jennifer Sihi. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who still don't know who she is, go on YouTube. YouTube Hot Pockets Jingle. That's her. That's all you need to know. Alright, shall we move on? Sure. Alright. Now, first article up. Is the U.S. finally ready for light novels? Now, if you order through J-List, you can get a couple of light novels here and there, but, you know. Last week, Yen Press announced a slate of new licenses for their Yen online line of light novels. The new titles included source material for a number of popular series such as No Game, No Life and Log Horizon. I've heard of No Game, No Life. I may have to check that out. The announcement was a bit of welcome of good news and many fans are excited about light novels being more commonplace in the U.S. But it's noted that this is far from the first time an American publisher has done something like this. Um, Viz has done that. Um, I did it with uh, Battle Royale, All You Need Is Kill, and Mardok Scramble. Um, and, if you say, and if you know your history pretty well, there are other examples of light novels that this is happening. Like, 
Uh, Crest of the Stars was one. Slayers from Tokyo Pop was another. It was just really interesting. Yeah, they've brought over a couple of novels, mm-hmm. not just, you know, the quote-unquote lighter versions, yes, and- but they brought over the entire uh, Vampire Hunter D series. Yep, and um, Haruhi Suzumiya, because that started out mm-hmm. as a light novel. Well, they just build them <laughs> as comic books over here. I mean, you, unless you're like a Barnes & Noble or something, you're all going to find them in the uh, comic book section. No, these are actual novel novels. Mm-hmm. No pictures, just words. Oh, yep. oh. I must have been thinking of something completely different then. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when I thought when I heard light, I th- figured light wasn't heavy on the action. It was more a slice of life or comedy sort of things. Gotcha. It's cool. I understand. Mm. I- I'm not really... I haven't really read a whole lot of light novels myself, mm. sad to say. I've read a couple, and it's, it's pretty interesting, you know. Uh... I think they'll be pretty successful if you if, if you market it right. So, or people just gonna see reading and like fuck that. I don't. I guess that, that's kind of the stigma that's attached to a reading for leisure in the, you, this country. I mean, if you think mm-hmm. about it, in a way, all of the Star Wars books or the Star Trek books. I mean, if you were to take those novels and break them down into smaller chapters, I guess you could call them light novels as well. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Possibly. Yeah. All right, so I'm hoping to see some success out of this. Me too. Me three. Yeah, that's right. You you are like a you are our you are a book whore. I forget about that. Yeah. According to you, the resident book slut. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Yes, you are. I like reading. Nothing wrong with it. Oh, no, nothing like that. No, no, you know. All right. Um, we won't go into uh, how many ebooks I have on my computer. Moving right along. Yeah. You want to talk about uh, Hello Kitty? Um, Hello Kitty isn't the next one. What is it? Wait. The 10 anime openings from foreign lands? I see what happened. The order... It threw it. Threw, it reversed the order as I was as I was clicking the links. What I mm. thank you, Water Fox. So, which one do you want to go with next? Eh, what, whatever one. Pick one. Uh, go for it. I guess I'll <laughs> take this one because I'm yeah. pretty sure that you two want the uh, Digimon and uh, Hello Kitty ones respectively. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, this is a. Uh, Support. It's a Patreon work by uh, Masako X. Yeah. It's an anime may be Japanese, but some songs from overseas have found their way into some of your favorite shows. Come join Masako as he finds ten songs from anime's past and present, which were made outside of Japan. And I'm wondering how how much of this I can play without a, you know intruding on a, my headphones. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I could probably do it on my side. Yeah, it. just let uh, yeah, just let Ronma play him. So yeah, it's a anaf. Is he running an anaphile? Yeah. I'm I'm trying. Let's see. Go right. I'm gonna go over to because I actually ha- I actually uh, subscribe to a Patreon. You know who and Mako knows who it is. So. <clears throat> Here's it. 
Party Online, Comedy Group, Team 4, Sarge, Creators of Dragon Ball Z, Abridged, Right, Please, Goku, and Gohan. Also, the creator of this show, website, and a file where review the latest anime to be released. Oh, okay. Ow. So you got that? Yeah, I don't... Actually, I don't even see any, um... Anything on here, really. You don't see what of anything? Uh, it's is, not written down like in the description. No, it's, the more like songs are. More, it's more like he's doing these types of reviews. So it's not the actual songs? Nope. Mm. Well, that's crappy. Yeah. Well, that's what I thought, too. But you know what? That, that's okay. That's quite all right. Because y'all know me, I am a bit of an anime music connoisseur. And I have played, you know, anime music from different countries and so forth that I've stumbled across. Uh, We're intentionally going looking for the thing. I wonder how Mako and or Ari will react to this. Well, that too, you know. (laughs) I mean, sometimes, you know, they just dub over over the song, like, here's, like, Vronma in Italian. See what you mean. Yeah, and whereas... That's another one I started watching on Hulu because of, a. Uh... After watching stuff, uh, getting caught up on that Sailor Moon Crystal. <laughs> Funny you mention that, because few of my friends are like, they're saying to me, like, right after Sailor Moon Crystal, Ronma will have airs, they're looking at me, and I'm like, don't look at me. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But I'm like, but sometimes, like, when an anime comes to the stage, you know, what they generally do is they redo the opening, redo the music, because they figure no one's going to understand the original. But nowadays, that's not really the case. But in France, that's what he did for Ranma. Wait, hold on. They read... They gave it a brand new opening theme. And they redid the opening sequence and gave it a new logo as well. So they gave it the Force Kids treatment. Something like that. Need I remind you of the opening theme to One Piece by Four Kids? <laughs> you do realize that is on my computer somewhere. You you do realize that. Please don't go looking for it. Alright, so I'm like just trying to skip through this video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not only... He's not only talking about... um things in different countries, but also the ones that were in Japan that mm-hmm. were sung by different um, different languages. Mm. Like, he goes into um, he goes into Lane. Yeah. And uh, that's, I don't remember what that was in. Uh, but Tenshi Muyo was in English. Yeah. And he actually talks about Ghost in the Shell. That was like Russian, I believe. Yes, um, the Japanese version of the opening theme for both uh, both seasons is actually a Russian 
singer mm-hmm. speaking in Russian. <clears throat> so I think that's uh, he's not just sticking with that. So I mm. think that's kind of cool. Okay. Hey, I'm Ari. Yeah. <laughs> what did I just get done asking you? <laughs> oh wow! So um, the, the, the worst part about this is that the, the worst part about that song is that my friend loves to sing it, but he he gets the uh, yacht parts of it wrong. Like he, he thinks it's a guy y- guy go guy go mm-hmm. say yeah yeah or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure he's doing that to piss me off further because of the song. But uh, I'm like. Fuck you! Anyway, I'm sorry, Maka. What were you saying? Um, I I, I don't know who did this mm-hmm. or why they would do it, but one of the opening themes for Speed Graffer was "Girls on Film" by Duran Duran. What? That kind of fits. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, also, if I'm not mistaken, um. The end theme to um, oh, that one anime where the main character is Miwako. Uh, I think it's something Kiss, something like Paradise Kiss. Yeah, the end theme is by Franz Ferdinand. Mm-hmm. So, and that is also talked about in here. Mm. All right. Yeah. So. I guess it's just the uh, the oddities of not using your normal Japanese stuff, I guess. Because mm-hmm. I'm sorry, it's just... what uh, just... A cover of I Ran for the English dub of, Night of Saint Zaya, a.k.a. Knights of the Zodiac. Yeah, it's just weird to listen to, like, watch an anime and the opening theme is, you know, English pop music. Which is completely out of place in the in this context. Yeah, just weird. Eh, it could be worse. Anyway. Opening to be done by Millie Vanilli. Only okay. if it could be yep. like the part where it just the record skips mid performance. <laughs> girl you know, it's girl you know, it's girl you know. You know, something like that. <sighs> Anywho. Anywho, shall we continue? Yes, yes. Sure. (coughs) So I'll do the Digimon one, and Ramen can do the Hello Kitty one, right? I thought it was the other way around. Right? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, you think I'm going to let you get off that easily? So, yeah, this has been talked about before. I don't think we've actually talked about it on here, but... um, there is a Hello Kitty con coming to uh, L.A. Um, and basically that's what that whole Hello Kitty's identity thing stems from, is mm-hmm. the person doing the convention was writing writing the opening or something like that, the tribute, and sent it to Sanrio to get approval to look over her work. And that's what started the whole 
Oh no, she's not a cat, but she's not human, but you know, she's a human cat. She's a Genjinka. Yeah. Anyway, so Hello Kitty Con is October 30th to November 2nd in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, the line is the official hotel of the convention and is trotting out special Hello Kitty themed rooms and a Hello Kitty Spam Musubi by Chef Roy Choi. That looks tasty. Yeah, if you like Spam. I do. Ham and <clears throat> pork. Uh, but yeah, so um, they've got napkins and bibs and things like that in the restaurant actually getting ready for this convention. Uh, certain rooms are going to be decorated with Hello Kitty artwork and items. And if you're interested in booking those particular rooms, you have to call the hotel or, you know, whatever, and ask for the Hello Kitty room package. It's available to special guests. Um, It's a special collaboration amenities and things like that. But um, the things that are going to be be available include the – include include complimentary makeup from Sephora. Um, special entry to Hello Kitty's 40th birthday party on November 1st. And uh, the Hello Kitty Spam Musubi will be available on the room service menu. Uh, there, are also th- uh, there are also plans on creating a Hello Kitty-themed VIP lounge, uh, stocking limited edition Hello Kitty items at the store inside the hotel, and uh, offering Hello Kitty Linus rental bikes. So they're they're planning on um, apparently also a Hello Kitty cafe. You know, Oshidori wants to go so badly. Yeah, mm. and the thing is, the the tickets aren't horrible. I mean, if you go for the full weekend, <clears throat> it's one hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah, the ad- the adult tickets cost thirty dollars a day, and children's tickets are twenty dollars a day. Children under five are admitted for free. Um, but the event is also taking place at um, the Geffen Con- Contemporary Art Museum um, in downtown LA's Little Tokyo. It's going to feature interactive experiences and events for fans and friends of all ages, including activities, art, exhibits, exclusives, workshops, lectures, uh, panels, sneak peeks, tattoos, food, fun, and many more surprises. And if it's really successful enough, I would not be surprised if they move, they have one here in New York in 2015. I don't know about that, but if it's successful, I wouldn't put it past them to... Yeah. Do another one. Mm-hmm. New York but City this would be is... the ideal other place to put it. I don't know. Yeah, the... but this is specifically taking place for her 40th anniversary. Yeah. So, I mean, this is right now just a special kind of thing that they're doing. If they do another one, I don't know that they're going to move it. Um, but again, I don't know that they're going to do another one because this is, you know, just for her 40th birthday. True. <clears throat> but in the meantime, the New York, the East Coasters will have um, Hatsune Miku Expo, which is like two weeks prior. <coughs> and you see me rolling my eyes. Look, if I wasn't going to AAC, I probably would have went. 
And you see me rolling my eyes. <laughs> You're rolling them pretty hard. Don't kill uh -huh. yourself. Let's continue. All right, all right, all right. It looks like we finally have some information about Digimon Adventure Zero Three. That's what I'm calling it because it is picking up like 15 years later after Zero Two, more or less. Not really. Yeah, like I said, they're more 17 now yeah. instead of 14. Yeah. I think. I thought they were like 12. Hmm. Well, whatever age yeah. they are, mm -hmm. they're they're in their last year of high school, I think, mm -hmm. or just getting out of high school. Well, if you, on the official website for Digimon Adventure, they, the counter went down to zero, and they revealed a silhouette of 17-year-old Taichi, Taichi Yagami, and his Digimon partner, Agumon. And this is what the image says. When the waves below the pier begin to sway with the morning sunlight, there was a bang. A swift motion stops the alarm. Kicking off the twisted bedsheets, he stretches out his arms and legs, the sunlight peeks in from the curtains, hitting his desk spotlighting on a group photograph taken on that day. And you see, have a good day. Hearing a voice that sends him off from behind, he heads out the door. He looks up from his bicycle and he sees the blue summer skies before him. Taichi, 17, high school days. Once again, the adventure evolves. Yeah, and it says the English translation is missing the line, Big Brother, have a good day. Yep. <clears throat> and the website hint, hints that another egg is, will be on the website, so. And there's a typing game to help you unlock said egg. Yeah, so I think. I'm back. Mm-hmm. I might have to sit down and watch zero one and zero two and see what could lead into zero three. Well, I just like, you know, um, I just watched the last two of them. And the last episode of Zero Two is basically a where are they now kind of episode. Mm hmm Which is them in the future. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, there wasn't really a whole heck of a lot that needed to be covered except for the fact that, you know, everybody has Digimon now. Mm. So it could very well be more along those lines of finding out why everybody suddenly got Digimon. Mm. <clears throat> because even in the series that um, came after the original, it's like, yeah, everybody had Digimon, but you never really figured out why all of a sudden everybody had Digimon. And, and if I, maybe it was just in the dub. They said with Zero Three, that Zero One and Zero Two was a TV show, and Zero Three was a real thing, or something like that. I don't know about that. Well, that was from the trailers. I had started watching Zero Three, <clears throat> and for some reason, I just couldn't finish getting into it. Mm. I've never gotten into Digimon at all. That's cool. We won't ju we won't hold that against you. <laughs> Publicly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like everybody on Earth is walking around with their own personal meowth. Mm. Wait. Why would you want your own personal meowth? Well, I'm just saying yeah. because they all talk. They're True. all intelligent enough to speak. And you only get one of them. So it's like this intelligent pet that 
happens to turn into a rather large intelligent pet that fights. Fair enough. But I compare it to Meowth because they all speak. Meowth, that's right! Oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <clears throat> yeah. Love you too, Mako-chan. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Okay. I am going to go ahead and open up the yield Skype line. I'm surprised I didn't open it up sooner, but... And what the hell just happened here? Okay. I actually <coughs> fix that. Perfect. And... We're going to go ahead... Open the Skype line. You know the deal. We'll talk about what we do, anything on our podcast site or anything else. Give us a call at Anime Jam Session. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time. And while we're setting that up, we're going to go ahead and... Let's see, what is this? Oh, that's nice. We're going to go ahead and bring open the open forum topic. If, if the f Facebook page would decide to be nice and load, and it did. This week, and what the open forum topic is, is where we ask all of you your opinion on something in anime, cosplay, fandom, and so forth. And if you don't want us to use your real name, just put a different name before you post your answer, and we ask that you keep it civil. We don't want any, like, craziness breaking out, you know. This week's open forum topic is anime openings. Sometimes we will watch an anime, and the opening is quite memorable. Memorable enough to the point where we watch that intro over and over. So what's an anime opening that you truly enjoyed? We've gotten... Wow. We've got a lot of answers on this one. Wow. Yes, we did. Very diverse group. <laughs> I'm surprised. This is the first time we've gotten so many answers, and I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. From Act Def, the opening to Hunter x Hunter. I have been meaning to check that out. He finds the opening is fantastic, the music is quite awesome, and the animation for the intro is really great and fitting with the song. Um, Critical Myth says, opening from Attack on Titan, either one, really. As, as, as I've said, you, you watch the opening to Attack on Titan, it makes you want to get up and just kill something. The second theme just makes you want to stand there and have pride, you know? From, uh, like, a, like, a someone, like a some country's national anthem or something. Yeah, exactly. Wow. And uh, Serenity1488, she has a lot. It, she puts down Sailor Moon, Sailor Moon Crystal, uh, opening the Inuyasha, first two openers to that, ending the Inuyasha, opening the uh, Soul Eater, Bleach, Haruhi, <laughs> Angel Beats, Elfin Lead, Hitalia, Digimon movie, wow. Down, girl, down. <laughs> uh, Candy Jam puts down Knights of Sidonia. And I've heard of this artist, Angela. She's really good. For her, it tops every opening, that, and she always blares it when it comes on her playlist. Understandable. Uh, Jeff, I mean, Jeff B., for him, it's Fate Stay Zero's opening. He also throws in there openings of Space Dandy, 
I can get with that. Blood Lad, Gargantua, Sword Art Online, and Sailor Moon Crystal. Other ones for him is Sailor Moon, Yu Yu Hakusho, which is pretty cool. Tenchi Universe. Yeah, that was classy. I like Tenchi Universe one. Bakano, Cowboy Bebop, Kenshin, Dragon Ball, and Marmalade Boy. Wow, that's a name I haven't heard in a while, Marmalade Boy. And from our own friend uh, Brady, Sailor Stars. Yeah, Sailor Stars is kind of catchy. And to me, it's like the opening just seems like, okay, we're going to go all out. This is the final act. It's all or nothing. It's just how they present the song and the intro. It's like, you know this is it right here. <clears throat> uh, from um, Janine, she says, the Monogatari series. And she says for her, the most memorable one has to be the Sugar Sweet Nightmare from the Hanakawa arc and, ba- and Baka Monogatari. And we have another vote for the opening for Attack on Titan, second opening from Brianna. It gives her chills. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. From Bobby Steele, he tells us it's um, he has several openings that he listens to. You got opening the Sword Art Online, Durarara. And D. Gray Man. That's on his top three. Uh, from Whitney, she mentions... He mentions, I'm sorry, uh, Darker Than Black. Lauren mentions loving the FMA openings. Especially Ready, Steady, Go. I can get with that. And Brianna also throws in there the opening to Psychopaths. Alright, that's pretty cool. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on VogNetwork.com, use the passphrase PINE. And we go into the chat room real quick. Um, Hockey Common mentions Dreams from Gundam X and Believe from <coughs> Seed. Ranger Serena is down for the third uh, Bleach opening. Cool. Dark Tetsuya is down for the opening to Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I remember I I had two that really stick out, but one sticks out more than anything. Um, I had just bought the Ron Will Have um, OAV special. Well, uh, before I even get into that, we have our first call on the line. You're live on Anime GM session. Who are we on the phone with? Hey guys, it's Nemesis Forty Seven. How y'all doing today? Hey Nemesis. Hello. Hey, hey guys, what's up? What's up? I just wanted to get my uh, two cents about the Sailor Moon redub that was premiered last week. All right, you got your two minutes and go. All right, then. First off, though, I actually like oh, I actually like the Sailor Moon redub. Uh, the re- the redub and everything. <laughs> the redub and everything. Um, mm-hmm. one thing I actually did notice is they actually took in some little liberties with the voicing. Yeah. With uh, to, to 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 make him a little bit a tad more modern, but at the same time though, nothing really changed. Really, it's all pretty much just the pretty much all uncut and everything. And I did like the voices. You're saying though, at first when I heard Luna when they showed the previews of it, I just went, "Oh my god, this is good. Uh, no, no, I can't feel Luna." But after a while, I pretty much uh, Luna pretty much grew on me, so to speak. And Sailor Moon, I, th- I I thought Sailor Moon was actually perfect. Naru, on the other hand, um. It's good, but I kind of felt that Naru's voice could have been a little bit more younger. Yeah, because because it felt more like like uh, older, not just like like what you, what you hear when you have a middle school, middle schooler. But same time though, 
Anything, anything about the Rocky exit, Molly? <laughs> Archie! We will always remember Brooklyn Molly, or some people say Bronx Molly, or North Jersey Molly. But <laughs> you can always have her voice and Sailor Moon a bridge. So thanks to Megami33 for reminding me of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Picture her, picture her and Joey Wheeler arguing like, like, a, like an old Dago married couple. Oh, God. Have fun. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, by the way, did you guys pick up uh, Destiny yesterday? Nope. 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 Not yet. Me, uh, me uh, my roommate actually p- p- picked up. He says it's pretty awesome. I'm probably waiting till Black Friday to pick it up. I'm all right, not man. getting it at all. <laughs> I have Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney to play. Yeah. And I'm picking up Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm next week, so... And I just picked up a game last week, so... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but one of the boys I actually really like, Nephrite. Nephrite's voice. Okay, I, okay, cool. Nephrite, oh my god, it, 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 felt, it felt amazing. It, it, it just sounded, it sounded really good. Alright, cool. You have uh, anything else for us? Uh, nothing, 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 nothing I can think of, man. I just wanted to get my two cents about the Sailor Moon. Did. I really, awesome. really liked it and looking, looking forward to see, see what uh, Viz will do. And I pretty much commend Viz for actually, for actually, uh, Bringing back Sailor Moon so that way the series can actually be seen for future generations to come and everything. You got it. All right. Thanks for the call, bro. Uh, no worries, no worries guys. Right. Uh, good show tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Later. Hi. Yeah, I, I, my thing is, I wonder how uh, our friends Say and Yachten are going to react when they get to stars. You know they're sitting there with bated breath about that. <laughs> <laughs> with what? The uh, dub? Yeah. I doubt that they're even going to watch the dub. Mm. Well, you don't know. Well, you might just be right about that, though. But I'm uh, almost positive they've actually written that they are not watching the dub. Okay. Fair enough. They're lost. Mm, maybe. It not depends. really. <laughs> it depends. Well, that'll leave me... I think it gives me an idea for a question for next week. But anywho... So, I picked up the Ranma uh, OAV special and Akane to remember. This is the one where Akane goes to Ryugenzawa due to some memories and Ranma follows. And I've already seen a, a few of the OVAs. So, I already know what the intro is. I pop it in, and then I hear. And I'm like, wait, what is this song? You know, what is this song and I'm like watching the whole sequence and it's dubbed in English and I'm like are you serious bruh what is this and and I sit there and I watch it on the tape stop rewind watch stop rewind I think I had almost I were you, were you expecting that, okay, maybe if I play it this time, it won't be dubbed? No, I just enjoyed it so oh. much. That's what it was. For some reason, I thought you were going the opposite direction. No, I mean, I'll play a little bit of it right now. I mean, the opening does sound the same, you know, so... I just liked, like, the jingle, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, sounds like a Mega Man stage. Mm-hmm. So you know, 
And what it was, it was like, it was the actual dub voices, but I found out later a couple of them had different stand-ins, but it was still cool nonetheless. And it was like, wow, Viz stepped out of their comfort zone and dubbed an opening to Ronma. I was like, oh, joy, you know? So I was really psyched about that. So what about you, uh, Ari, Mako? Uh... Oh, yeah, I remember, like, my first, like, really started getting anim- anime in college, there was, you know, the, uh, the second stage of, uh, shows I got a new, you know, like, Rurouni Kenshin and Trigon, those mm-hmm. ones are special, and, uh, Cowboy Bebop, especially those three, uh, openings. Yeah. But, uh, what I always thought was underrated was the, uh, openings for the, uh, the, ori- the original openings for, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you know, the second and third seasons, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some, some pretty be- pretty awesome songs. I think I think wasn't one of one or more of them composed by uh, someone from Jam Project. Uh, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, Masami Okui. Yeah, she, she did Shuffle, which yes. is a an incredibly awesome song considering it's for it's about it's it's for an anime based off of a children's card game. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Pokemon ones are all right. I mean, I. I, I've made my opinions about the original uh, opening theme known before, so, uh... <laughs> anyway, Mako? Um, original Japanese Sailor Moon. Of course. Uh-huh. As my classic. And then, uh, two newer ones, which I gave to Ranma to play uh, for pre-show, and he still hasn't. But the th- opening theme for the Irregular at Magic High School. I thought I played that. I don't think you did, unless okay. it was a day that I wasn't there. Mm. Uh, but that's uh, a single by Lisa called Rising Hope. And the new opening for uh, Black Butler, Book of Circus, which is by SID Sid, uh, called Enamel. Mm. <clears throat> And I think both of those songs are really awesome. Yeah, and as Jeff B uh, says in the chat, Doko USA, which I, that was the definite thing. And he says, uh, you know, now we're hoping we get Peach Hips USA, or as I say, Moon Lips USA. Because here's something you might not know. In anime, sometimes after a while, a couple of the opening scene theme songs will be sung by the voice actor or actresses from that series and they'll form a name that's that's rem- that's related to a song or the group itself or the anime like there was a group called Coco that did the opening theme to Ranma the third season full of memories so they formed Doko which was pretty cool now Sailor Moon has uh moon lips and peach hips um Oh my goddess had goddess family club, which I thought was pretty cute. There's probably more out there, but those are the only ones that I do know of off the top of my head. Alright, it looks like I guess that's it for our Skype. My only one phone call. It's cool. Well, don't forget, you know, right after we do our articles, we do open the Skype line, so feel free to call and talk to us about anything on the podcast or something from a prior episode. 
just got uh we just give you like two minutes to speak your mind and that's the gist of it. Now we're gonna go ahead and get to the fun part of the podcast. <laughs> News from Japan. I'm looking at the first article here and I'm thinking I don't think you should take this one because it might end up being racist. Or I won't take it out of principle. That's racist. <laughs> uh, should I take the first one? Well, put it this way. It's either going to be racist, or if me or Ari take it, it's going to look bad because of our weight. <laughs> so which one do you want to go with? <laughs> Who do you want to piss off more? <laughs> Black people! (laughs) Race for impact, people. Yeah. (laughs) Grab your legs, tuck your head in, and kiss your ass goodbye. KSC Japan celebrates Colonel Day with fried chicken computer accessories and jewelry. If I was to get some of this, I would take a picture of myself holding this and just wait for the comments to come rolling in. I really would. <laughs> mm, that chicken. <laughs> With... uh, just imagine if this stuff came out in America. Oh. The first reaction we'd see is a picture of Reverend Al Sharpton <laughs> with the caption, heavy breathing. <laughs> <laughs> I need a meme of that. I need a meme of that. And as Act Def says... Screwed if you are, screwed if you don't. <laughs> anyway, yes. what are these special computer accessories and jewelry? Well, what they're doing is... KFC Japan is holding a Twitter campaign where participants have a chance to win one fried chicken mouse... One keyboard with chicken keys and a giant fried chicken USB memory stick. The only English letters on it is KFC. And instead of the Windows button, there is a button of the of the kernel and the logo that says KFC. Of course, if you're even slightly computer literate, like you don't need to see what's on the keys and know what letters they are. The franchise is also giving away 47 pairs of fried chicken <laughs> earrings. All you have to do to enter is use the hashtag KFC Colonel's Day. But obviously in Japanese. Yes. <laughs> I am going to have to share this in, in our chat. I already it's did. It's already oh, been shared. Why, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> The, the the mouse looks at least slightly you know ergonomic toward your hand, but the USB drive that looks so cumbersome and, and unwieldy. Well, I'm guessing that it's for collectors, not people that are actually going to use it. Because if you look at the keyboard, all of the keys are 3D, mm. so you're going to actually be typing on 3D pieces of chicken. And that doesn't seem like it would be very comfortable. Not to mention in these in the image for the uh, USB drive, the the person's typing on a uh, looks like a Mac computer or a laptop, yeah. and it's like 
two and a half inches off the ground with the uh, USB USB drumstick sticking out of it. See, I I guess with the keyboard, it's probably gonna come with some wet wipes because you know that's probably greasy chicken that you're typing on anyway. So uh, of course it is. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yes. Next one, please. <clears throat> You're, you're you're terrible, Makochan. Just terrible. What? It was We there. all saw that, dude. <laughs> I know. There. But I say Makochan's terrible because she is our news reporter gal. It was there. Like your face. It was there. Hmm. Like the cat. It was there. Like the dog. It was there. Okay. <laughs> so I guess I'll take the next one. Mm-hmm. Sure. A man was arrested on a train for taking a quote-unquote normal picture of a woman. Japan was one of the first countries to sell mobile phones equipped with cameras back in 2000. Unfortunately, sometimes a special moment is a peep shot or a scandalous photo, which is certainly a violation of privacy. Japan has taken a very no-nonsense approach to help stop these highly inappropriate photos, and it comes in the form of the anti-nuisance ordinance. <laughs> the anti-nuisance order- ordinance. Sorry. <clears throat> So powerful is this law that the latest person to be arrested has caused a bit of a commotion. His crime? Taking a picture of a fully clothed woman sitting beside him on the train. The 40-year-old man was arrested in Kawasaki City for taking pictures of a young woman next to him on the train. The police arrived to the scene after the woman called and informed them what the man did. The phone question not contain any sneaky upskirt shots or attempt to get a glimpse of her bra. Just full-body shots, head to toe. So why was the man arrested? Cases like this have, have made the news for the past few years falling under the aforementioned ordinance. The law is quite broad in this language, but seeks to protect one thing, the safety and well-being of women. Okay, yeah, full body shots of a person can be kind of creepy it, if they're, yeah. uh, you know, especially if they're like, done from, like, a wide angle and uh, the woman's, like, doing something normally and not even know she's being having her picture taken. You see, I've done that, but the difference is that <coughs> I just hold my camera, my phone like I'm listening somewhere, I'm typing something, and I turn off like the sound effect, snap the shot, and then I go. But also, actually, I heard some phones in Japan you they had you can't actually turn off the noise for the flash. Yeah, some specifically to uh, counter these kind of perverts. Yeah, but yeah, but there are ways around that. Also, a friend of mine was telling me this. There is a Tumblr page. I think it's called Lolita Paparazzi because my friend um, Karen... I, I feel just going to that website will put me on a government watch list. No, no, no. Uh, my friend Karen, she likes to dress up in Lolita, which is pretty cool. And she was saying how she was on the 7 train and some dude snapped a picture of her in a Lolita and it was just like out of the blue instead of asking first. So she snapped a picture right back. And posted it. So what Lolita Paparazzi is, is a site of where where Lolitas take pictures of people taking pictures of them without their permission. Oh, that's actually really clever. Yeah. Good, because the way you originally phrased it, I thought it was something completely inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Well, the whole thing is because everybody's got their cell phones and everybody's got a camera basically on them 24-7, a lot of countries are actually attempting to crack down on 
just taking pictures of people normally anyway. Um, this would also affect media. Not getting, like, even if it's not a face shot, like all those shots that the media uses mm -hmm. when they're talking about diets and they're just, you know, zoomed <laughs> in on people's butts as they're walking by. The, the um, there are a lot of. Off. Yeah, there are mm -hmm. a lot of people that are actually trying to make that illegal. I understand. Um, understandable, so, show. Yes, so you can go in certain places and, um,. If you take a picture of anybody, um, they can actually uh, have you arrested. Or that's what they want to be able to do. Even if you are taking pictures in, say, um, uh, let's say you're in New York and you're taking pictures of the buildings. Or you know, you're in Central Park and you're taking pictures of the scenery. If there are people in those pictures and they find out that you're taking pictures... Um, they can actually legally ask you to delete those pictures, and if you don't, they can have you arrested. Well, that that's what these—that's what these new laws um, in certain countries are looking to do. Which is kind <laughs> of understandable, but on the same token, it's your picture, your copyright—you could do as you damn well please. Now, my but thing is this: it's—it's it's not a convention. Has nothing to do with a convention. It's a picture has... of a random person. It's, it's not even a convention, period. I mean, if I was to go outside right now, take pictures of my neighborhood, those are my pictures, my copyright. Now, if but I if to... you are taking pictures of a person that happens to be in your shot, that in these certain laws, that person can have you arrested. Whether or not you're taking pictures of them specifically or not. See, now, that's my only issue. Now, if I someone gets in the <laughs> shot, I will most likely will delete it. But if I'm doing rapid-fire shots, I can understand. Like, they can ask me, could you mind taking... Delete? No problem. I got no problem deleting the picture because you weren't the aspect of my photo in the first place. Speaking of being arrested, some states actually make it illegal to film or take pictures of police while on duty... Because of it, specifically because they've gotten com complaints of uh, police brutality and uh, yeah, and they want they want to put a stop to a uh, people contradicting the police. Mm -hmm. But I think we've kind of gotten slightly off the beaten path here. And thanks to Nemesis Forty Seven, I have a new meme to use. <laughs> <laughs> And then, you know, I'll, I'll, I'm going. I will find the, uh, the perfect moment to use that. <laughs> anyway, yes, the last article. Yes, people. Marco. Um, surprise, surprise! The teacher is arrested for taking photos of girls in a toilet. Oh, there you mm. are, Japan. <laughs> <laughs> a junior high school teacher who was arrested once before for taking photos of girls in a toilet you think has he'd been detained the... a second time. You'd think he'd learn the first time around. you think the school wouldn't hire somebody that was arrested for taking pictures of underage students in the toilet in the first place. <laughs> well, good teachers are hard <clears throat> to find. <laughs> yeah. According to police, the suspect uh, teaches at a school in Shimizu. Uh, they reported on Tuesday that uh, Suzuki, who is the teacher, was arrested and charged with possession and production of child pornography. <sighs> Police said that on July 17th, he set up a small video camera in a girl's restroom at the school. Two students spotted the camera and reported it to the principal. 
They say that uh, he has confessed to the charge and confiscated from his house a large collection of videos of girls in the toilet that appear to have also been taken at the school. And he was arrested for a similar offense two years ago, but got a suspended sentence. So he was convicted of a sex crime and allowed to work with children again. In this country, he wouldn't be able to come within a mile of children. Depends on the school district. Where is he being hired? In fucking Springfield? Whoa. I meant from The Simpsons. I know, I'm just going, well... uh. (sighs) Yep. Wow, that... Gears of ground so like the gears have shifted so hard we blew out the transmission. No, we didn't blow it out. It just exploded. <laughs> Say, yeah, but um, you. one of the comments basically says that uh, it seems that the country is very lenient when it comes to any form of violence or perversion against children committed by an adult in a position of authority, and uh, goes on to basically. Um, post about a story about a mother who murdered her child after having been given a suspended sentence several years earlier for murdering one of her other children. God fucking damn it. Yep. I got nothing. Yeah, can we get off this topic, please? Yes. Yes, we can. Shall we go take our final break? Sure. Yes. We'll be back.
Huh, I guess that didn't last that long, so I guess we're good to go. Woot. Yeah. Hooray. Um, for a split second, if you noticed on our website, we made a note that the server, the stream server was going to go down for a few, or for how long. We were still going to record nonetheless, so it did go down, but luckily, it looks like it came right back up, so... Hooray uh -oh. for modern technology. What? Uh-oh. What? Uh, the new Sailor Moon pull-up doll is up. Already know. I already know. It's Venus. I already know. Uh-oh. It's Venus. My friend Rinkun already posted it on my Facebook wall. I have a mighty need. <laughs> heavy breathing. No, I just have a mighty need, not heavy breathing. Heavy breathing is a figure art zero, which I have on pre-order, which will which will be delivered sometime in late November, early December. <clears throat> Ain't got to worry about that now. Well, I hope you <sighs> liked uh, tonight's episode. Tell a friend, and they Terry will tell another friend, and so on, and so forth, etc., etc., you know? And for some reason, it says we're still down, but people are still listening, which is pretty cool. I guess we're just going to get there one way or another. If you have any questions, ideas, thoughts about the podcast, drop us a line at podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Again, that's podcast at AnimeJamSession.com. Let us know what's up. We're here to believe you. And to answer Serenity4108's uh, uh, question, the th song that she hears in the background is um, an orchestrated th variant of the end theme to Sailor Moon Super S. So, there you go. And no, nobody said blow up doll. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> God. <sighs> Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, right now, we, we have some more stuff coming up, and we are bringing on another um, writer, so that's going to be pretty cool. So we have some more, more variety for you. Um... If you can't get to our website for any reason whatsoever, and you want to check out our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Xbox Music, TuneIn Radio. Um, Five-star reviews on Stitcher and iTunes, please. That's all we're asking. YouTube, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV. Uh, follow that there for all of our convention videos. Got more going up later in the week. If you're going to follow us individually on YouTube, uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash djronmess. Ari is at Ari22682. Mako Chan's over at Jupe Luna. Twitter. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. Follow us there for the latest updates on our website, conventions that we're going to, when our podcast is live, and other uh, special announcements. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash djronmess. Ari is at the Ari Man. And Mako is over at Jovedea, G-I-L-V-E-D-E-A. Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. I just got to say thank you to everybody who has liked <coughs> our page. As long as you continue to like our page, photos, videos, articles, everything, all the content that we put up, we will continue to add more content. And if there's anything else you want to see, just let us know. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, you can find me at facebook.com slash INDGRONMES. Mako-chan is at facebook.com slash Makoto Mako-chan Kino or, and or Ari is over at facebook.com slash Ari Rockefeller and like I said, we're not the only Vogue-centric uh, podcast on this network um, Vogue says for Voice of Geeks 
So if you like Star Trek, there's the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast. If you play MMOs, there's Girls Gone Wow and Horde House. That's Wednesdays. Um, if you like what we do at, uh, here at Anime Jam Session, you should check out Pandalicious and Ninja Sister at Electric Sisterhood. They're on right before us at 8 o'clock. Listen to them. Here's some uh, geek music, our pre-show, then us. If you like Doctor Who, various British programming, uh, books, book reviews, television reviews, movie reviews, pop culture, and all that cool stuff, check out Critical Myth, British Invaders, uh, Pod Culture and Understation Live, and sometimes Pod Culture will spin off for Doctor Who special called TARDIS Interruptus. Four to five different podcasts with four to five different points of views. Gotta check them out. And then on Sunday, it's the Bobby Blackwolf Show starting at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. These are the cornerstone of the VOD network programming blocks that we have here. If you like um, podcasts about video games, having your own voice and having to say your mind, give it, and having the opportunity to speak what's on your mind about the gaming industry, here are these two shows for you. And it all starts at 8. Um, notes, nothing new. We'll still be here next week. Um, we're on the road to two episode 200. I still have no idea what I'm doing, but we'll figure something out. Um, we'll go around the room. Last words, Ari. You know, when I posted that picture of a Pinkie Pie dressed up like CM Punk, I was expecting you to like freeze see it and then start like flipping out at me at earlier in the podcast no why would I do that I don't know I just thought you'd think it was absurd or just or or, or maybe you've just been in a seen it all kind of mood it's more like seen it all type <laughs> you'd be like eh amateur hour mm-hmm. Mako-chan I am tired, I am hungry, and I have fanfic to read. And thank you for being a friend. <sighs> Heart. Heart. I'm not going into that. And, uh, see, my last words. I think I'm going to finish up this episode of Ronma one half, and then catch a couple episodes of Sailor Moon, and then probably call it a night. And that is it. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be here um, next week. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Mako-chan. Great fight. Great night. See you next week. And I'm out this bitch. Night. Say goodnight, Mako-chan. Goodnight, Mako-chan. And feel better. Thanks. You're welcome. Maybe it'll be better next week. No, she'll still be extra bitchy. Well, being bitchy has nothing to do with me being sick. Okay. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol-whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it! For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamathane!